Welcome everyone to the 12th episode of the We Lost Long podcast and uh, today well we're going to talk about psychostimulants or psychedelics doesn't matter actually how you call them they're the stuff that make you trip and stuff but before that let's go to my co-host Aryan how how have you been how are you uh, I've been great man so <laughs> I mean you can kind of guess which was his topic uh, yeah yeah well we are very interesting when we choose topics and quite contrasting but yeah that's the speciality of our episode yes. and uh, I'm doing great man uh, we're shooting this at 11:36 p.m. so yeah how's you yeah that's that's indian yep. time by the way for people like <laughs> oh wait yeah it's 11:36 oh my god my brain is not working <laughs> uh trippy episode <laughs> but yeah how are you yeah. But uh, yeah, also, uh, well, this marks the twelfth episode. We kind of crossed the ten episode uh, line, the golden line, and that was pretty great. Thanks everyone for listening so far, and let's get right into it. So, I'll start us off by giving a brief introduction of what psychostimulants are and like a kind of history of them. All right, so in the basic sense, psychostimulants are anything or any substance that's used for uh, changing the way your central nervous system operates it can induce hallucinations it can make you not feel anything it can uh, make you feel a lot of things but uh, yeah it's kind of like uh, i'm not sure if this one's a great example but yeah it's kind of like a real world ar like a physical ar like you eat this and you become the ar yourself <laughs> all right now as for the history of psychostimulants so psychostimulants have actually been used by people or like indigenous people for medical purposes for a long long time because they have this really great property or like this really interesting property where uh, it blocks out pain because it affects your uh, it basically attaches to the nerve receptors of your central nervous system and blocking the pain hormone so you can't feel stuff right that means uh, you can operate pretty well there is this really great case of using psychostimulants in case of war uh, i think this was used by the vikings what made them uh, like aryan when you think of vikings you think of the rage driven uh, like you know like rage driven warriors right yeah yeah so the main reason they got this persona like they got this thing was because of psychostimulants it was because of uh, they used to drink a lot of alcohol because vikings had classes there were protectors and there were berserkers berserkers used to drink like a lot of alcohol and i think ingest fungi or uh, mushrooms and then like charge into battle and while you're under the influence of these mushroom and fungi you can't feel shit so they are like in the play, like they can't feel anything and they have this rage built up inside of them and that's what made them the greatest warriors kind of so there you go i mean like drugs made them greater like it's like it's like steroids on the battlefield but uh, yeah now uh, yes, yes. so this is really cool thing like when you think of psychostimulants you probably think hey it's illegal right that's probably what pablo escobar dealt then but no actually psychostimulants have been used in like modern medicine specifically this one thing called lsd it's also known as acid uh, in like the street terms or whatever but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> acid was used in 1938 by uh, psychiatrists uh, for checking the effect of it on the human body plus also for checking how it affects people with schizophrenia because if you know what schizophrenia is it uh, it's kind of like split personality but you're also seeing and hearing the voices in real life 
So what LSD did was really cool. It basically merged all them, all of them together. And for a moment of, I think like one or two minutes or like a lasting, whatever time the lasting effect was for, of the LSD back then, the person was able to act normally uh, in our terms, like in our terms, it's pretty cool. Right now, here's my first question on this. Why do you think people actually take psychostimulants? Or why do you think people take these mind-altering drugs? All right. So uh, when it comes to uh, the reason as to why people take drugs, uh, I would assume we can kind of split it into uh, different categories based on their age group, right? So if you're going to talk about teens or people who are in the younger bracket when it comes to age, I think the main reason for that is peer pressure. And that's a huge factor, right? I mean, if everyone in your school or your college is doing it, you tend to do it more. That makes sense. And uh, it's kind of this whole pressure of being cool and you want to be perceived as that cool kid who does drugs or any, anything. In, it's, it's not even a constraint to just drugs. In general, if, a, if everyone's doing it, you also tend to do it, right? So I think that's one of the main reasons as to why teens do it. But uh, if you move on to the older age group, right, people who are in their 50s or 60s, generally, at least from what I observe, it's a bit more harder to get addicted to drugs. I mean, of course, it's very easy to get addicted to drugs, but... The major drug addicts, I would assume, are the ones who got addicted addict or hooked onto it at a very younger age. But the ones who are older, right, who are around their 60s or 50s, I think the main reason for them is stress, I would assume, right? They're either really stressed out or they just they just want to experience something new in life. So, well, why not just take a shot of cocaine, right? That might change. That, might, um, that definitely would change your minds around various things. And... I think this this whole thing about being uh, happy and uh, I think when people are depressed and they're going through certain mental conditions, people want to feel relieved. And I think when they take drugs, I mean, I don't personally, I have no clue, but I would assume that if you take a drug, you feel good or you have these hormones are released, right? Where you feel good, and like morphine. I mean, uh, when you take drugs like that, your good hormones are released and you feel good for a short amount of time. So. Yeah, so if I break it down simply, I think for older people, the main reason is stress and they either they're depressed or they're just stressed out and they want to feel that, they want they just want to feel good even if it's for a short time. And for the younger generation, I think the main reason is purely peer pressure and uh, just wanting to be cool. That's my take. Yeah, that's actually a pretty apt description. A few corrections. So uh, like... One of the reasons I found when it comes to like a proper survey, but yeah, of course it's biased because a lot of people who do take drugs tend to suffer from uh, conditions or like uh, medical conditions that make them completely unable to contact like, or even communicate with the other world. They might even uh, pass away because of overdoses and stuff. But uh, yeah, so two things. First one, there's actually a genetic disposition to addiction. Did you know this? No, I had no idea. So, yeah, so there's this genetic disposition. I'm not sure how it uh, plays a factor, like if it's like the sequencing of our genes or something. But yeah, there's uh, there's this research which has been conducted multiple times. I mean, yeah, the percentage changes a bit from time to time based on who you take the samples from. Or like, you know that like there's a bias of wherever you take the samples from, right? In any case of research, but it's generally 40 to 60% of the genetic disposition towards addiction. It can be any addiction. Like absolutely anything. You can be addicted to making games or... or like I think I have that addiction if I'm being honest. Because I get addicted to things really quickly. Yeah, so there's this genetic disposition. And when you bring into the fact that drugs or alcohol or smoking have a tendency of being latching onto your nervous system because it makes you feel a certain way that as soon as you remove it, 
you don't feel that way anymore so that's what makes it addictive in its nature that's what kind of of course it's a whole cycle right so you take the yeah. really good and then you feel really shitty afterwards so you take it again but the thing is that our mind kind of gets used to that amount of drugs so we just keep taking more and more and more and more and that's when you get addicted and mm. you can't just you can't stop at that point of time or it's and you also build up a tolerance exactly so, so you um, get numb to it if that makes sense yeah and uh, many people do actually take it for becoming numb like morphine the main reason for cons- uh taking in morphine is because it makes you feel numb all over your body so you don't feel anything even vicodin for that matter so people who have like long lasting physical pain they generally prefer these kind of drugs cocaine is for people who like to focus more or who want like that kind of attention focus and energy and when you go to lsd or like uh, like the hallucinate hallucinogenic what about mushrooms drugs? mushrooms are hallucinogenic so that's acid kind of thing the trippy kind of thing and so, i have no idea why they do that I mean, so i mean is this trippy feeling different for every single person or are there certain factors which Like I would assume people. so. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I would assume so. Like, I'm not sure about the uh, efficient, not efficiency. What is it? And I'm saying uh, more of a experience, degree. maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure, uh, sure about the degree of trippiness or like what kind of trip you'll go into, but I guess it will vary from person to person because from all the depictions I've seen and all the documentaries I've seen, every single person talks about it in a personal manner. So they're always referring to as if like, very true. Yeah. Yeah. So that means there has to it's kind of, I think it's kind of like dreams you know or like the, those half awake dreams that we have sometimes where something from your life like flashes and that they are the ones you actually remember the ones which are closer to when you're waking up so that's something based around your own life right so i'm pretty sure that trips also will be based around your own memories which you already have because uh when you're in a trip you can't make new memories that's another cool thing you can record stuff but you can't alter them so right. yeah. so uh, we'll move on to the uh, legality of drugs and well do you think that uh, let, let's look look our whole world is becoming a bit more uh, restricted and strict and we are kind of banning most things right now i mean obviously 200 years ago people would get access to drugs or anything in that manner quite easily so where do you see the future of drugs or do you think people are going to get more addicted to it or do you think governments are going to be more in control and they're going to try to regulate the usage of drugs in the common you know if i'm being honest uh, let's take usa for example because usa has waged the biggest war on drugs that's known to mankind right and it's uh, main com- like the main thing it which main country which the war on is colombia mexico and the southern countries has it been successful sure but you know the problem that usa actually did with waging the war on drugs so i'll give you guys a small history and if you guys ask me why i know this i will deny this like to the nail but yeah so uh when us started its like war on drugs i'm not sure under which president it was i think it was reagan i'm not sure but uh yeah so what happened is us produced like the lower class or like uh, like the bad quality of cocaine and addictive uh, substances right or psychostimulants as we as i put it when you remove that competition of the low quality us product what happened was there was a vacuum in us right because it was successful in the first part back in mexico and colombia the drug cartels are way more powerful and way more influential so what they did was they came in to fill that drug vacuum and there was a vacuum of hungry addicts and stuff right and what happened after that was since the quality of the product is so much more or like so much higher 
even many more people started getting addicted to it even the higher class uh, people even like the top 1% of the uh, country started getting extremely addicted to it that's when it actually started that's when the spike happened that's how strong the addiction became okay uh, but don't you think people would maybe be aware of its negative effects because i would assume drugs we don't yeah, really so, have a good effect so, on you right at least no they don't they don't but the thing is when you're addicted to something this powerful it like it compels your brain you yes, can but that's imagine over a lifetime like... a lifespan sorry i mean if you're going to see across multiple lifetimes don't you think it would change slowly of course not in like the next 10 years but especially in like 100 years perhaps not... yeah so yeah that that will do because when you are taking drugs there are people who are affected you're not the only person who's yeah, affected exactly. right yeah so and uh, people uh, like close to you are affected and they're the ones who are willing to stop it but what i'm explaining is like in the history how it started and we are seeing the ripple of that in today's world that's why the regulations are so tight because i'm pretty sure every lawmaker or every person who's working in that field has lost someone to drug addiction that was caused by this influx of new drugs also another cool uh, not cool by by is just say cool but okay this is going to make it sound really weird but when you have something this high quality and people are extremely addicted you don't want to sell it like you want to sell more of it right so you have to inflate it somehow now means you have to increase the volume of it somehow so there's like more of uh, it to sell what happens then is people start lacing it with lower quality drugs which are much more harmful like fentanyl fentanyl or fentanyl which is like extremely lethal and that's what laced drugs come into play that's what kills people most of the time it's not the overdose it's the overdose of the like laced chemicals that kill people All right, uh, let's move on to India now. Uh, what do you think about uh, drugs in India? I, I think it's you know, pretty strict rules oh, here. Right? Or, yeah, it's pretty strict, but uh, the thing is in India like when you think of uh, the Indian market, I don't think the uh, drugs or hard drugs flourish in India market that well, but there are certain uh, what are those things called? alternatives to them. Hmm. yeah so i think sometime back you remember there was this one video floating around the internet of a child who used to smoke yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, i a uh, cigarette or something right not <laughs> cigarette so no no like no no it's fine it's like it's not a cigarette it's basically uh, you know fevicrid yeah, right yeah yeah okay, it's not fevicrid it's an adhesive you know, uh, yeah prime it, yeah no i mean it's uh, so fevicrid or like anything that's the adhesive based they generally have a base or a solvent which is extremely addictive addictive and what people do is they pour it into polythene bags or like paper bags and then smoke the vapors of that creative okay, yeah creative can you imagine what it does to your lungs it's like a spider web in your lungs right now well, not mine but yeah <laughs> i mean not yours i mean like I, I, i'm just saying but yeah so that's what i'm saying the indian lawmakers can tighten their control over hard drugs or more famous or polished substances but there will always be something else to fill the market all right fair enough all right so uh, let's move on to the common facts maybe uh, which uh, are there certain drugs obviously there must be drugs which are more dangerous than the others right as you pointed out so which are the most yeah. dangerous which is the most dangerous drug out there is there any one in particular or the one which is the most addicting perhaps especially the other ones which everyone would know i think the most dangerous is heroin if i'm correct which which also has a high popularity but yeah i think heroin's the worst i think mm, it's it's heroin uh, i mean 
this is like how much also i think it depends on the way you take it right i i think it's i i think first of all uh do you want to list out the ways you can take a drug maybe I'm so i sure actually know that. that i only know the injecting so and yeah the... so there are certain ways where you can take a drug so for example let's take a uh, meth right or cocaine so you can either make it into a powder mm-hmm. sniff it so that's one method the second method is you can um put it in the injection and inject it directly on your blood vessels it's like an injection essentially and th- and there's another way where you can smoke it or you can put it in a pipe and um, you can just smoke the drug directly so at least based on my research the way the most harmful way a person uh, can or the most addicting way to take a drug is when you inject it because it directly goes in your blood vessels and it, the effect comes like immediately and i think the second most addicting is i think crack or, or smoking it through a pipe and the third way is actually stiffing it which is interesting at least other three methods i know it's not it's not it's it's not interesting but i get the thing but uh, yeah so if i'm correct i think injecting in your bloodstream should be the worst one exactly like as i said right uh, it's the most addicting yeah yeah so it's the most like uh, high to- highest toxicity level but yeah uh, so there are two ways of actually uh, classifying drugs as lethal one is availability because if something's like available a lot and people then people are going to use it a lot right example of this one is uh, do you know what tylenol is tylenol is like a headache kind of thing for people in india it's like a supplement of crocine if i'm correct but it's 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 a bit risky it's like on the risky side it's a prescription drug unlike crocine so tylenol is pretty common in the us and it you can overdose on pretty easily i think it's five pills or something like oh, that okay like you know yeah and uh, the second one if you so this is by dosage right and i said heroin is pretty dangerous because it's one of the more common drugs so there's something that's used for lacing heroin so just like i said before this lacing means like combining a lower quality thing with something else for making it like uh, more uh, like so there's more of it basically like for inflating yeah, yeah got it got yeah. it yeah so there's something called fentanyl so let's say that you need 5 grams of heroin to od which is not you need much less to od but for fentanyl it's i think 0.1 gram you mean overdose that's right? the difference okay overdose yeah that's the difference so for 5 grams of heroin you can od and for is your in 0.1 gram of fentanyl you can overdose and so yeah, let's talk about that actually a... let's uh, i mean if that's locked about drugs and the type of drugs let's first of all why should people not take drugs let's answer that question what are the harmful effect of drugs for people who don't know that well the uh, well, the first one and the most important one that comes to my mind is you'll be deleted from this world but why means, i yeah. mean i mean oh oh you mean why okay so <laughs> this this one's a big one like why do people overdose right so when you're talking about overdosing it's basically like your body telling you to uh shut down because you have too much of something in your system and the way this works if i'm not correct uh, uh, sorry if i am correct is like uh, how do you explain this so when you take stuff like psychostimulants or anything or any drugs by the way it basically attacks your receptors your nerve receptors and uh nerve receptors are basically make you feel whatever you are feeling anything at all it, it's uh, responsible for your body functioning the way it is now when you overdose on something that means you have too much of a substance in your body and there's a biological response that's paramount 
there's there are multiple types of overdosing if i'm correct and the ones we are interesting is called opioid overdose that means uh opioids are the things that people get addicted to they're like narcotics kind of but they're based from opium plants so opioid overdoses means that your body has opioid receptors like uh morphine and stuff for that which doesn't make you feel any more uh, pain anymore but what happens is the opioids are when they are received they kind of slow your body down and your body becomes overwhelmed so after a while as aryan said in the previous thing you start taking more and more and more of thing right so your body kind of becomes a tolerance towards it but it, so it's like your brain becomes tolerant towards it but your body still responds to signals the same exactly the same way that means if it's 0.5 grams for overdosing you will overdose at 0.5 grams it doesn't mean like if you took it over a time you're going to have some resistance towards it no you know you're going to pop the tire no matter what you do and opioid overdose works by slowing your body down 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 and then it just halts it that's when your uh, that's when like your heart gives out your muscles stop working because it's slowed down to a certain amount and you can't pump that anymore now saying that why you shouldn't take it is because you don't know what your overdose amount is it varies a bit from person to person and the generalized values are generally told by people but you don't know what your drugs are laced with you don't know if you're uh, like if this is a innocent trip or you might actually die also some people are uh, you know how people have allergies right like uh, they're yeah so like allergies are something which are ex- like which can be extremely harmful in india you might not think it's a big deal but uh, outside india if you have like peanut allergy or something you can die legit die your like throat swells up and shit the same response can be uh, attributed to certain drugs as well many people are allergic to certain drugs because their receptors are not suited for them so what happens is it, it creates like a histamine response and your whole throat can swell up and you can die on the spot and you don't know that let's say you're a youngster who went to a party or like a young kid who went to a party and your friends are like try it try it try it why not just you're not cool and shit don't do it you might be allergic you might die on the spot you are not enjoying anything secondly yeah, weird, you don't go ahead it's <laughs> so 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 go on yeah ahead. i was just saying that it's a really great way to end the party but yeah what's the second i thought i was the edgy one but aryan's on fire today but yeah <laughs> so the second one is as i said lacing drugs is a very common thing especially in india it happens a lot there have been cases multiple cases where the police have not been able to identify suspects because when they're trying to make a sting operation or something they just sell something that's laced and uh, like whoever they take the information from is already dead so like it's like the kind of like the perfect crime for them so lacing is true and you don't know who the dealer is and you don't like don't trust the dealer first of all they're selling you drugs what do you think they're selling kids drugs how responsible do you think they are in the first place so and if your drugs are laced you're kind of toast so yeah that's i mean right yeah i think <laughs> i think we can end it off here so essentially yeah, yeah i mean that's like the easiest things i can tell yeah so i mean the whole conclusion is don't do drugs like it's just i mean it couldn't put be more yeah. obvious I mean, and um, look it's not cool i mean if it's you're bad. feeling something if you're feeling something so paramount or high that you think just wank come on just go have a wank or something no 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 i don't know <laughs> no but i mean like yeah sure that that's your preference too but i mean like if you're feeling something so paramount or so profound that you think something that will numb your senses down to a halt will help you talk to someone if you don't want to talk to someone deal with them on your own and you will come out stronger trust me but don't push it on to drugs
Yeah, just five like four times a day. That should work as well. Anyways, go to the gym. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, okay, okay, guys. You can either do drugs or go to the gym. But, but yeah, look, the whole point of the discussion was uh, talking about drugs, and I think we've done that. Uh, he listed out some of the factors as to why you shouldn't take drugs, which is quite obvious. But yeah, I mean, we both don't do it, obviously, and uh, we encourage people who do it. We, don't, no, we are too broke to do it. Yeah, we just make edgy jokes about drugs. But yeah, I think that was a, overall a decent discussion on uh, psychedelics and uh, stimulants as such and um, we thank our listeners for listening to our 12th episode of the we last long podcast and i think that's a wrap up for this one uh, we'll see you in the next one yeah and uh, if you made it so far to the congrats. whole discussion of me rambling congrats you get nothing in your life but uh, yeah <laughs> thanks for listening and uh, hope to see you on the next one all right see you everyone. bye